Trump signs the relief bill we've all been wondering about. The effects of the virus on the economy finally hit home, and Jade and I discuss a little bit of that unhinged left that we've been seeing. This is Politics with Tony. Hi, and welcome. This is Politics with Tony. I'm obviously Tony. Uh, well, I had some things I did want to cover. Of course, uh, with the way my podcasts usually go, I, I like to be a little comprehensive and hit a couple different things. The problem right now is that the coronavirus has quite a bit shut down. <laughs> so, uh, a little bit more focus on that today. Uh, also, in another segment, uh, Jay and I will discuss some of the rhetoric that happens on on uh, Facebook. Uh, she, both of us, went through some crap with people who just hate Trump to hate him. So, of course, we you know we we uh, we have our facts. We went back and it, it, back and forth, back and forth, quite a bit with people, but. We've noticed a few things, and so, you know, Jade and I are going to bring that up here a little bit later. But uh, uh, here in the beginning, I just want to talk a little bit about, well, two things. First, the coronavirus and where it sits. So let's let's talk about that. First, we're looking at, and now I'm going to stick with a little bit more of the United States. So in the United States, we're looking at about 163,479 cases, 3,148 deaths. Uh, a good chunk. We've got somewhere over 5,800 uh, recovered. So that's not bad. It's a good number. Uh, worldwide, I don't have all the figures, but I know that it is about 780,000 cases worldwide. So that's where we sit currently as of uh, what is it, the 30th of March today. So you are going to hear, uh, like I talked about before, the different recording and the different segments. We're gonna, you're gonna hear the different, the dates kind of change. Uh, yeah, uh, this, this, the segment coming after this one, we recorded a bit earlier. Um, been in a busy weekend, so we're gonna be talking about my weekend as well because now I have some personal experience with not the coronavirus, but the coronavirus effects of the economy. Uh, but let's sit and talk about the bill. So most of us understand that the bill was passed to give the United States a little bit of economic assistance. And, of course, there was a lot of back and forth, you know, between the Democrats, Republicans, and quite a bit of people on social media. Uh, nobody really knew what to make of what was happening. Um, Friday, it was about 4 o'clock, my time, I believe it was, uh, Trump sat down and signed the bill. Um, had, his, had his team there with him. It was, it was, it was, it was good. I, I enjoyed listening to not just him, but everybody that was talking about it and, and the things that they came, they came up with in this bill. Now, of course, they didn't go, you know, they didn't go into detail as to what was in the bill because sitting next to Trump when he was signing was a 1400 plus pages. You know, it looks like just a stack of paper. <laughs> I'm like, well, of course he's not going to go through it and read it to everybody. But there are, uh, there, there's some simpler terms that we could use. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just kind of run through some of the bigger points, the key points within the bill. I didn't read the entire thing. 1400 pages is rough, but I did read quite a bit. Um, and some of the bills, some of the, the bills, uh, provisions, uh, I liked, I think they were good. Uh, and this was bipartisan. We did have not only Republicans, but Democrats as well that, uh, helped, uh, create the bill. Uh, many of them endorsed it both sides. This is very bipartisan. Uh, kind of a good thing to hear. I, I did enjoy it. And yes, there are some other things that weren't awesome, but we'll get around it. Anyway, so let's cover it. So first of all, small business. Small businesses are going to be impacted massively. They're not having the income. I mean, if it's a small business, most of the time it's local. 
So if you're not going out and, you know, spending money, they're, they're, they're hurting, you know, they're not getting income from other places. They're not getting income from other stores. So it's a little tougher for the smaller businesses. So, uh, there is a small business interruption loan. Uh, uh the bill expands the eligibility for the small businesses, uh, Basically, one of those is more of like a, a business under 500 employees would be considered a small business. I believe if I'm correct, by law, subsidiaries of other businesses uh, don't qualify. But we're talking about, you know, some mom and shop or, you know, uh, uh, some of the diners, things like that. So they can receive a loan up to $10 million, $10 million uh, under the SBA. Um Loans can be used for payroll, uh, sick, medical, family leave, costs related to the continuation group of healthcare benefits, mortgage payments, rent, uh, their electric bills, stuff like that. So a big, huge help for the small businesses to help not only themselves, but as well as their employees. So this is, this is a good incentive for the small businesses to keep people employed. Uh, that's a big, that's a huge thing. I think that's great. I think that's what we need to be doing. Uh, and in lieu of that, I am—I uh, have some personal experience about employment, so we're gonna—we'll we'll talk about that once I go over the bill. But um, now the unemployment benefits are there too, so the bill's actually providing benefits for the workers who are out of work. The t- temporary pandemic unemployment assistance program is sort of what it's called. Uh, it would provide benefits for people that are, you know, they're eligible uh, for unemployment or not traditionally eligible for unemployment. Uh, self-employed workers, independent contractors. So it's assisting people who might not be able to collect unemployment. Uh, gives them a little bit more of an expansion as to who qualifies, who's able to get some money. So this is good. And then, of course, we all are curious about the stimulus checks. That's kind of a major one. So um, the, the, the stimulus checks, this is how it looks. You are going to get, if you're an adult, you're going to get $1,200. If you are, you know, if, if obviously, if you're living with your significant other, they will also receive 1200 meaning that both of you together, assumptuously you guys, you know, share your money, <laughs> uh, $2,400. Now, obviously, there's, there's probably households with adults that aren't in relationships, stuff like that, but in a family setting. So uh, there, I'll give myself an example. Me, uh, my, my better half, Jade, and then my two children, uh, they uh, will actually allow us as well to get $500 uh, per child. So in my house, we will be receiving $3,400. Now there are some stipulations. Um, the amount of the check would actually begin to drop after 75,000 as far as yearly earnings. So if you are earning 75, if you're a single person, let's say you're by yourself, right? If you are earning $75,000, you're going to still get that. But anything beyond that, every hundred dollars and that check will drop $5 if that makes sense. So if you're earning 75,100 a year, you're going to get uh, $1,100 or $1,195. You see how that works? So every $100 past 75,000, you lose five on the stimulus check. And it's it's sort of the same with joint, uh, uh, the, the joint, you know, the joint household, stuff like that slowly diminishes. Now, of course, there's quite a bit more provisional information with the stimulus checks. But as of now, that is the the general consensus of what will be happening. Now, here's the other here's the other thing that we all need to remember, that this is not something that should show up in the mail for people who do direct deposit. If you worked at a job or work at a job where your checks are coming in direct deposit, then that's exactly how this is going to happen. Same with your taxes. So if your taxes came in direct deposit, 
that's how they'll come. That's how the stimulus check will come. Now, uh, another thing to remember though is for some of those that do the mail-ins, they will get those checks. It just may take some time. However, I must must stress this to those that listen. If you get mailed checks and you're waiting for this one to show up, not only is it probably going to take a little bit longer, nothing crazy, but a little bit. We're looking at around three to four weeks. But you also have to consider this, okay? There are many, many scams that have already been popping up about, here's your 1200 but we need this information before we can actually send it to you. Blah, 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 blah. You call these numbers, you give your information, and your money disappears. And I mean, I'm not even talking about stimulus, so the money you have now. This, these are scams. These are people trying to take money from you, steal money from you. And they'll do it just because you gave them a number. So be careful with that. If you're getting the mail, if you're getting uh, the check mailed to you, verify its source before you touch it. I'm sorry, but I have to say it. And nowadays, it, it's it seems like it's a bigger problem. Uh, for my military friends, y'all remember if we got paid too much, they tell you don't spend it because they'll come for it. You know what I mean? And what happened almost every single time? You got a little bit too much over something, and then they show up later. Up, oh, that we're taking the, we're, we're taking the money back, two hundred bucks. Well, I don't have it. You should have spent it. <laughs> so that's sort of what this is. If you if you're not sure about it, don't touch it yet. Verify its source. That's the best information I can give you. Um, now, there's the, okay. So let's let's look a little bit beyond the stimulus checks. We're looking for retirement accounts. The bill is going to allow for tax-favored coronavirus-related distributions uh, from certain retirement plans. Uh, around 100,000, I think it's up to 100,000. Uh, the in, the income uh, income attri- attributable to those distributions would be subject to tax over three years, as opposed to one. Now, most of the information, by the way, if you want verification, I got this. Uh, I got a lot of my information from uh, Forbes. Uh, Forbes actually did a quite a bit of breakdown on the bill, uh, but I also did. You, I, I kind of went back and forth between uh, uh, Forbes and C-SPAN, who has the entire bill on their on their page. Of course, I've got to sit there and skim forever. I've got a phone, so it's not like it's that easy. But yeah, so this is pretty verified. Uh, this is Forbes, so if you want to read a little bit more, Forbes did give. Uh, I took a lot of their information, and that's where I'm getting this from. Um, let's see. Required minimum distributions. The proposal actually is waiving the RMDs for all 2020, so that's a plus for the retirement plans. Charitable contributions. Uh, they're getting they're getting a little bit of help. Uh, the bill will allow for the charitable contributions up to 300 to be treated as above the line deductions. So that's a plus for those of you that like to, you know, still. Uh, give to charities that that works uh, let's see let's skim a little bit here payroll tax credit for employers the employers who hold on to employees during the pandemic would be eligible for a refundable payroll tax credit so if you're an employer it's smarter now for you to hold on to these employees now I have to laugh because the story I'm gonna tell you in a little bit you know that probably would have been something they'd, they'd like to know but that's just me payroll tax payment delays uh, there will be a bill that a, the bill will extend the time to submit payroll taxes. So you're getting a little extra time as an employer. Uh, corporate tax payment delays, net operating losses. Uh, let's see what's, uh, let's see. Now, now here's some of the other interesting stuff. The COVID-19 testing and treatment. Uh, the costs of the tests are still sort of a concern. Uh, so the bills, the bill is gonna require group health plans and health insurance insure, insurance issuers offering group and individual health insurance to cover preventative services and provide no-cost testing. So this bill is actually going to throw a lot of money at them, at, at these these different these, these health insurance issuers, stuff like that. It's going to throw a lot of money at them to assist them 
to hand these tests out a little bit quicker and a little bit easier at no cost to the to, to the person needing the test. Great, that's exactly what we need. We definitely need more testing. And we're gonna talk about testing in the United States here shortly as well. Um, funding for nutrition assistance programs, that's kind of a big thing. They, 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 it's giving some money towards them. Uh, student loans, the bill would increase the flexibility for student loans, including uh, colleges and universities to award emergency financial aid grants without the regard to usual need calculations. So it's gonna be a little bit looser guidelines to get some of the relief grants and loans that you'll need through through your colleges. I know a lot of people, we've got uh, uh, my better half, Jade's, her sister uh, is going to college and they just canceled a lot of classes. And then, and, but the big problem I also saw is that she moved to Lincoln, Nebraska, okay? She's here, she was living here in Oxford, moved to Lincoln and got an apartment, right? She goes to UNL, great, great college. The problem is, is when they started shutting everything down, now she can't pay anything because she also can't work because they laid her off at work. So with this bill, it'll actually assist that a little bit more for her. So this is something, and now what's funny to me too, is I read this, a lot of this recently, so I'm going to have to probably get a hold of her and tell her she's got a lot more assistance than she thinks she does. Uh, HSAs, so from, for those of you worrying about the, uh, the HSAs, health savings accounts, um, the bill is going to allow a high deductible health plan with an HSA to cover telehealth services before the patient, patient reaches the deductible. Um, over-the-counter medical products without prescription, uh, it actually has a provision there too. The bill is going to allow the patients to use funds in HSAs and FSAs for the, pur- for the purchase of these OTCs. And I think that's great. Um, now they're going to get some, some, some specific... Some specific... Wow, I cannot talk. I apologize. Some specific provisions for women is here. So they have a menstrual care product as qualified medical expenses. Uh, Conspicuously absent from the House bill. This is, this is, I'm quoting this directly because this one kind of confused me, but after I did a little bit of research, I figured it out. Conspicuously absent from the House bill, the compromise bill would consider the amounts paid for the menstrual care products as paid for medical care. That would include a tampon, pad, liner, cup, sponge, or similar product used by individuals with respect to menstruation or other genital tract secretions. The bill would extend the qualifying medical expenses treatment for menstrual products to your basic health care alphabet soup. Wow. I mean... I like how they use that alphabet suit, MSAs, HSAs, RS, HRAs. <laughs> I just, I had to stop there because I'm like, alphabet suit. Hmm. I like, I like the term there. I like how they did that. I mean, you know, these three, three letter programs that we have. Of course, it's probably, you know, alphabet suit. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> so we're getting more funding for hospitals. We're getting um, uh, bailouts. So the bill is going to offer loans and relief to businesses, uh, which also includes the airline industry. They're taking a pretty heavy toll right now. Uh, doesn't extend to the smaller assistance to the cruise industry. Because that's, I'm sorry, that makes sense to me. Uh, cruise is not a necessity. That is absolutely a desire. So, yeah, including restrictions on paying uh, certain high, highly compensated employees. Uh, it would prevent folks, namely the president, the vice president, the head of the executive department, or members of Congress and their families from benefiting from the bailouts. So, most people within... Most of the most of most of uh, the executive branch, we're talking, you know, Trump, Pence, all that. The businesses that they have aren't going to be eligible for the bailouts. I sort of see why. I, I'm not against that, but at the same time, 
that's you know the business is separate from their, their their presidential stand. So I don't exactly understand why, you know, they're they're exempt. I would I would almost I would probably feel a little bit better about that provision if the bailout was there, uh, but there were more stipulations for them. Maybe I I don't know. I, I I'm not going to go into specifics. Just giving you an opinion. I think it's a little weak, but at the same time, I do understand the thought process there. So I'm not against it completely. Uh, now there were some provisions that were a little weird. Aviation excise taxes. Hmm. The bill would suspend federal aviation excise taxes through the end of the year. You may not write a separate check for those taxes, but you do pay. <sighs> so you, yeah, that, I I don't understand that either. There's there's that one. Now there was a few in there. There was a few in there that really kind of confused me, and I didn't like them. One of them, which we all know, $25 million to the Kennedy Center. What exactly is that doing to help? And that's the biggest problem I always see with Capitol Hill, what I always see in the House, and I don't see it as much in the Senate, but it does happen, is there's always these snuck-in provisions that have nothing to do with the proposed bill. Nothing. Almost every single year that I've been paying attention to this, the uh, the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, which is a bill that they pass right before they go on Christmas break. And that bill is designed uh, to, to assist the funding for the next year. So that's what that's for. And then we're talking about uh, funding for our, our national defense. We're talking about our military. You know what I mean? Those are some of those things. And then funding within the federal government. And that's what that bill usually is. A lot of times you'll see them snake these stupid provisions in it that mean nothing, that have absolutely nothing to do with it. Yes, at one point, a Planned Parenthood popped up in one of these, giving them funding. Um, there was the, uh, some Green New Deal shit that was ending up in some of these, and it was so frustrating, and I didn't understand that. So, I don't know. I, I, that is sort of the just general, what, what most of you would probably see, um within this new bill. Now, there is another one. There's a, uh, the, a, a tax provision with it, a temporary exception from the excise tax for alcohol used to pr- produce hand sanitizers. Our distillers, our distillers are the ones that are going to do this. So in response, the bill waives the federal excise tax on any distilled spirits used for contain- or contained in hand sanitizer produced and distributed consistent with guidance issued by the FDA. So tax on hand sanitizer alcohol is what we're going to call it, I guess. It's not there anymore. That's not bad. So that's what we're sort of looking at. Now, we were sort of discussing, we're sort of discussing uh, like employment. Now, uh, I've talked to you guys that I used to work or I worked at a, I worked at a factory out here. <laughs> I say used to work because, <laughs> and now that I no longer work there, I've got no problem saying the name. We are talking about a company called Almond Brothers, which is out here in Holdridge, Nebraska. They, 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 it's a great company. I can't, I'm not going to go negative and call them names or be mean. I'm not going to demean it. They're a good company. Um, I was making a pretty good paycheck there. Uh, the, 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 the factory creates, uh, they're light, light towers, uh, the generator powered light towers or generators, air compressors, heaters. Things like that. And then you can actually pull them uh, trailer style. So you're pulling behind vehicles, things like that. And then you deploy them. The towers go up phenomenally high. Some of them 30 some feet. Huge lights on the top to light up a huge area. Most of you guys that have been deployed before, some of the you know the military guys I have on here, y'all know, y'all seen these before. Now, not maybe not almonds, but a type of in Iraq. You know, they have these light towers in the middle of nowhere with a little engine running. That's what we used to build. Now, 
what was happening was orders were falling off a little bit towards the beginning of the year. Why? Coronavirus started showing up. So uh, amidst an election year, we also have the coronavirus. Now, any election year, you're going to see a lull in sales. You're going to see the stock market not do as great as the other years. A lot of people are reserved on buying or trading or selling during that time because they're looking to see where the economy is going to move depending on who might become next president you know what i mean and that's that's just that's just how it's been for years i've been actually i've seen that many times so we saw we started seeing a drop in sales then the coronavirus started getting closer and started getting closer well it got close enough that i don't think there's any confirmed cases in horridge uh, it's about 27 miles away from me is what I'm, is the town I'm talking about. I don't know if there's any confirmed cases, but they did have the threat because here's the thing. Allman Brothers is a subsidiary of Briggs & Stratton, which has factories all over the country. If that, if those factories had it and brought it to us, you know, that could be the possibility. And I think that was in the minds of some people here. Um, and then we had a few people that were, you know, they'd leave state, come back. And they said that they were, they, you know, they may have come into contact with people that had the virus. So they were put in quarantine, they were told to stay home, things like that. So it started getting really ugly, and then suddenly we noticed we have no orders. Well, there's two shifts that worked on the brothers. A shift, which is Monday through Thursday, about 6 a.m., most of the time it's 4.45 p.m. they leave. Uh, sometimes they run up to 12 hours. Most of the times it's, it's 10 hour days for them though. I was on the B shift, that was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so I would run 12 hours guaranteed, 6 to 6.45. Uh, I'd make 36 hours, they give me my bonus 4 hours if I made every every minute of every hour I was supposed to work. Not bad deal. So I work 3 days, get paid for a full week, and I'm off for 4 days. That's not the worst thing in the world. So, after they started dropping certain things off, we noticed that they also got rid of what we called assembly because there was different departments within this factory. And assembly was the ones that were building them. I was a painter when I first started. Then I, I was at, well, excuse me, I was a forklift driver, a material handler before I was a painter. Then I went back on the forklift because they needed me and I, I moved around departments quite a bit. They got rid of the assembly. So basically we have a fabrication department that takes flat sheets of metal, cuts them and bends them and turns them into a part. We have a weld department that welds different parts together, actually create the bigger parts. And then we have the paint department. Those are the three departments that ran on B shift during the weekends. And... We asked them after they got rid of assembly, is B-Shift going away? They said, no, it's not happening. There's a lot of support uh, that's being used from B-Shift to help support A-Shift. So I think they were really needing us, right? And literally, Thursday, last Thursday, so this is, we're talking the 26th, the 26th of March. I get a call from a friend of mine that works on A-Shift. She said, we're closing down. I'm like, whoa, 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 seriously? Yep, until the 9th. So I looked at the, at, the, at, the, at the calendar and I noticed that that is exactly two weeks for both shifts. Two weeks, exactly two weeks. Okay, so I saw that and went, so I'm thinking this has something to do with the coronavirus. Maybe they felt a contamination was possible and they didn't want to take the risk. Okay, cool. Then we find out, no, we, we, a B shift still needs to come in the next day. Okay, well, we go in the next day. And even the manager that, or the supervisor that, that, that works on that shift with us didn't know what was going on. About five minutes after the shift began, uh, we got a call to go up to a meeting room and uh, the, the, the plant manager and HR were there to tell us we are laid off and we no longer have a job. 
They got rid of B-Shift. They said, we just, it's done. No more. Uh, not even a partial forewarning, which was the most upsetting part about all this, is how hard most of us did work because we wanted to keep our jobs. We wanted to keep B-Shift. And it was just completely negated. Um, now, the problem I saw was that they said that it was a lack of orders. Fine. So then why is the shutdown for two weeks exactly for both shifts? I didn't ask that. Of course, I, I, I wanted to, but I was already too irritated and I didn't think it would come out right. But uh, uh, what it looked like to me, and I'm sorry, this is what it looked like. This is not factual based. It's just off of the little bit of evidence that I've got. They shut down due to the virus, but masked, masked it as a shutdown due to a lack of orders and a reduction. That is not the way you do things. So I no longer have a job <laughs> and I don't even have a chance of getting it when, I, when, when this is all over with. So this is frustrating to me because now, now I have to file for unemployment, look for a job. You know, I've got a few things that I can do. The problem is, is right now the job market is tanked. You know, nobody's trying to hire currently if they're letting everybody off, you know. So, yeah, for the first time in my life, I'm almost 35 years old and I'm now officially having to collect unemployment. It, 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 if it weren't for the fact that this was a virus-related issue, I would probably feel much less of a person. I've never done it before. I never wanted to any time, you know, I've ever had a struggle with jobs after I left the military. I just got another job. I can't do that right now. And nobody wants to hire anybody. Um, and, and I'm sorry, but out here in Nebraska is a good old boy system. If you're not known, yeah, you're, you're going to get passed up for the person that they know. And I hate that too. And it's happened a few times already out here and it's frustrating. So, but the bill that was signed and pushed through Congress, well, pushed through Congress, put on the president's desk and is now law will help me. And that's awesome. And I really appreciate that. And that's something that I'll give Trump the thumbs up for is that even though I was hoping that I never had to use that assistance, I now have to, and I'm grateful that it's there. And these are the things that I, I'm, I'm appreciative of. So, there we sit. Now, of course, in this last couple of days since you know we first I first started putting the segments together for this podcast, I've been paying attention to quite a bit of news, and a lot of things that I've been reading and hearing are astonishing from what's happening from the left. They are so upset. We had you know Alexandria Ocasio Cortez just mad that the bill didn't have everything that she wanted in it, even though damn near every single Democrat in the Senate voted for the, the bill that was passed. She was still complaining that it didn't have what she wanted. The problem is, is her head is still stuck up the cow's ass. Cow farts are going to kill us. We need to do something. I, <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> Why? You know, some of the original bills that were put in, that were, that were put forward but completely negated, were they had provisions in them like uh, an, uh, a provision that said that airlines had to had to tell passengers how much emissions are going to come from that flight. Things like, hey, you know, if you if you go to solar panels, you get a tax credit. What the fuck do I care about solar panels right now? We got people getting sick in the country, and you know, we can't figure it out. So, hello. Why don't we figure that out before we worry about solar panels? That's just insanity to me. Um, and then, of course, the one thing I've been watching, and I, I at first I thought it was a joke, but the problem is, is I've seen it reported numerous times. I, I, I want to I hear the clip. I want to. I don't know if it exists yet, but how many times have I seen the report that Nancy Pelosi is actually pushing for an investigation into how Trump 
responded to the virus. She believes that he didn't respond appropriately. <sighs> Wasn't she in the house at one point or another when Obama was in office and he waited six whole months to, to respond to, to, to uh, um, what's the, what, what's the one with all swine flu? Are you, I mean, come on. I don't care if that one didn't go as quite as fast as this one. The fact is that 1,300 people plus, 1,300 plus died before he responded, before he put a lot of provisions in place and began to help. Biden was there too. And Biden's one of those people that called Trump xenophobic after shutting down or, 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 or putting in travel bans. Was like xenophobic. Well, weren't you the one complaining that he wasn't doing enough before? That's what confuses me. If he does, he's wrong. If he doesn't, he's wrong. That's something that, you know, of course, in, in here in a little bit, the segment coming up covers is why people are so angry. They're just so mad at him. They just want to be mad. They don't have anything to back it up. They just want to be mad. And that is so entertaining to me at this point. You know, it's it's laughable because it, it, it just shows weakness. Personally, I think it just shows weakness. I apologize for that. I forgot to turn my volume down. But anyway, that's the, the better half. She still has a job. <laughs> she works at a bar out here. Uh, although, although we have seen a massive drop in sales there too, she still has a job. So in a way, we still have some income, I guess. It's just, it's really crappy that it's going this way, so. I, uh, I don't have an alcoholic beverage tonight, actually. No beer. Didn't want to go out and do it. And didn't want to spend the money on it. So I'm actually drinking a, uh, a Canada Dry Ginger Ale. I'm not sure how many of my, my followers or listeners actually <laughs> have ever had one of these. But they're really, I like them. Mm. Gotta have it. So that is sort of where we sit with the stimulus bill. With the, the aid uh, to basically the rest of the... Rest of the uh, the economic fronts that we need aid on. Agriculture is getting some help. Uh, 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 the health departments are getting help, obviously. There is a lot of provisions that is putting money in a lot of cool places. There is some that is putting money in dumbass places. I would absolutely agree. But, and I, I, I looked and there was a few of them. Some of them, I'm like, why are they getting money? <laughs> like, I'm not completely against it, but that much? You know, come on. If, we, if we'd have pulled some of that you know, some of these Americans could have gotten more from the stimulus check, maybe, or, or more, more assistance on the unemployment side, or, or, or more for the small business side. You know, little things that was going to help. But man, now we're we're dumping, you know, millions, multi millions into some of these places and programs that absolutely don't need it. That throws me off quite a bit. And 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 we have people that are always worried about the debt and the deficit, the national debt and the national deficit. Of course, this is going to make that just horrid but in the face of an emergency that kind of makes sense i'm not against it i'm not for it i don't want to make either one of them higher (laughs) but at the same time right now that doesn't matter what we owe uh can wait because we have lives to save and that makes sense to me uh if you're if you're a person that's in the medical industry here in the united states uh during this crisis i want to tell you right now i appreciate everything you're doing even if you're not doing a whole lot the fact of the matter is you're still there to do something. So that's a plus. Uh, yeah. And my military friends, um, there is talk of some of the guard uh, guard units within the country actually having to get trained on how to use like ventilators and things to assist in case it happens. So you have a state like New York that's actually been talking about between de Blasio and Cuomo. They were the ones stating these things. Now, what really irritates me, you know, is that 
Uh, and I'm sure most of you saw it. There was some pictures that showed up on Trump's Twitter where he said, you know, these ventilators were found while Cuomo or de Blasio, I think it was Cuomo actually, Cuomo was complaining, oh, we don't have enough ventilators. So then they show, well, there's a stockpile of them in New York, you're not touching, what the hell? So then de Blasio, or excuse me, Cuomo, even says, well, yeah, of course they're there. That's our stockpile. We're not touching that yet. That's the problem. If you don't have something you need currently, just use it. You can use what's coming to replenish that stockpile. Why not? I understand the logistics behind why you don't want to, but maybe right now we can put that aside and just use what you need to use. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's silly to say that nothing was sent when there is stuff there and that was sent. Uh, and that's happening quite a bit. Ventilators are a big issue because this is a respiratory infection. This is a respiratory virus. It attacks your breathing. And that is a big, big issue. So they've got both the, the, the electric type you know, ventilators, the automatic ones. Then we've got even manual ones. And they're, they're buying from different companies. We've got G. No, is it, was it Ford? Ford was going was to start assisting with creating some of the electric ones. Uh, different factories all across America are actually switching with the create in order to help produce more hand sanitizer and ventilators and masks. You know what I mean? You've got Elon Musk who's been helping. These are all great things. We've got small business mom and pa's out here that are creating small masks for people just to help them if they want to go out and about. Uh, I got some uh, friends and neighbors around here that have been making masks out of, uh, they've been, what what is it, crochet? When they make like wool or blankets or what? I don't know. I I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm a guy, I don't know what the hell that is. But anyway, they, they like have these little pads they make and then they've made, you know, with ears, the little loops for your ears. Well, they look really cool. I was like, wow, look at that. And they made like 150 of them or something like that within the last two days. Like, look at that. You guys are going to be able to hand them out to almost everybody around here and make a life a little easier and make feel, people feel a little bit more comfortable. And I love that. And then now you're starting to see some unity across the entire country. Not a ton, but it's enough to make you feel like there, there might be a hope for this country. <laughs> uh, uh, recently, uh, Jade took our children Went downtown, the main part of this town. Like I said, it's only a town of about 850 or so. They went down to the main street where there was only like, you know, there's probably like seven or eight shops. Not very big. Anyway, they went down there and took a bunch of sidewalk chalk and drew just fun-loving hearts. And, you know, we'll get through this and be happy and wash your hands and having fun with just little messages and cute little pictures just to brighten everybody's day. And it went in front of all the businesses. Wound up in the newspaper. I think it was beautiful. And it's a wonderful thing. And it's happening quite a bit across the country. And in other places here in Nebraska, there was a company that was providing free uh, photographs uh, of you on your porch. So if, if you wanted to, you could sign up for it and put your, I guess, put your address. I'm not really sure I didn't look into it. Well, anyway, you can sit on your porch and this uh, photography company will come by, take a picture of you, and then send you those pictures. Now, I know that sounds a little weird, but it's just the unity of it's good. I, I, I think I like the idea of everybody wanting to just give and make light of a situation that sucks. And I think that's wonderful. Uh, there's a lot of other things. So today I had to help with my Marley, our, 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 our six-year-old. She's, you know, she's out of school now, and she'll probably be out of school for the rest of the year. She uh, had a bunch of paperwork that was brought home uh, from school that was basically week by week as far as their homework. And one of the sheets that she has now, I'm a big fan of working out. I go out and work out quite a bit. She has an entire PE packet. <laughs> so I dug through a few of them, found one, and I'm going to do one with her every day. And we're going to go outside and have fun in the yard and and, uh, and and do her PE stuff. And I love that. And that's 
if you're a parent listening to this and you have kids that are stuck at home right now, make it fun, not just for them, but for you as well. This is hard on everybody. I can already feel that that, that stress of just being stuck here all the time. It's, it's hard. Uh, I, I feel myself being more argumentative and I don't want to be that way. None of you do. They're already talking about a 50% increase in requested uh, 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 representation for a divorce in some states. 50% increase. All that's telling me is a lot of people around each other so much are like, oh God, I can't stand you. <laughs> the workforce was saving marriages. <laughs> and here we are at a point where, well, we probably needed a... We probably needed that sooner. I don't know. Anyway, so you, you have to remember, uh, this is going to cause stress. And this is not just stress as far as the, the, the economic side of it, it, it but, but more the personal end of it for your, your, your family at home. Your, your family unit will feel the stress of this, you know, especially if you're, if you're single. I mean, if you're an extrovert, I guess you just hurt and play some more Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that you know, people that are single and living alone don't feel the stress as well. I'm sure that's a thing, but it's a lot easier to entertain yourself than it would be to entertain yourself and children and your significant other things like that. So everybody should be working together in, in family. Um, we've had, I've had a blast with my kids. Of course, I'm a little bit edgier. I'm, so I pick things uh, to do that sort of help me with that. Uh, get out of the house a little bit, maybe not go run around town, uh, you know, buying stuff, but uh, going exercising. I didn't do that today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Um, it's a huge help. So for those of you that want to, you know, maybe release some stress, you don't know sure how to do it. You can, I, as far as I can tell, the states that have issued a, you know, stay at home orders, they do say as long as you maintain the CDC recommendations on distance and, you know, the social distancing, you know, outside exercise is not a bad thing. Obviously gyms are closed. I can't go to a gym. It's kicking my ass, but I can go, uh, I run around town. There's some small parks down here that kids have, and you know, there's never any kids. So I go down there, do some pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, things like that. And that's a help. It, it, it does help. And then I go run. I run about three to five miles when I run. I, I, it needs to happen. Because if I don't do it now, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to crack before the end of this, this uh, stay-at-home shit we're dealing with. But anyway, um, so that's sort of, sort of the first segment. I just wanted to kind of go over what's been happening. 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 I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not sure what's going on with my, uh, my speech today. It's not really awesome. <laughs> Stuttering a little bit more, getting stuck. But definitely wanted to give you guys a little bit more heads up as to what the bill that was just signed uh, is going to do for us. Now, again, I don't have an actual timeline. Most timelines are saying somewhere around three weeks for the stimulus checks. But some could get it sooner. Uh, this is more, like I said, direct deposit. You'll, you'll obviously be getting it a little bit quicker. Um... But as soon as I get some more information on that, I will make sure to put it out. Uh, I think for the time being, I'm going to do a little bit more podcasting. Obviously, I've got some extra time on my hands. <laughs> but I, I, I think I want to do it just to be a little more thorough with this uh, with this virus. Uh, this, is a, this is a big issue. It's affecting everyone. Uh, at one point, it was affecting only a few, and it didn't take long, and now everybody's affected. So I know that anybody that is actually listening to this in some way, shape, or form has gotten affected by what's happening. So it, I don't feel it's my duty, but I definitely want to make sure that the people that do listen have the good information, the correct information. So that is what I'm going to strive for you guys. So uh, coming up here shortly is a segment with uh, Jade and me. 
uh, talking about some of the stuff that have been happening on Facebook uh, as far as the issues back and forth between uh, Trump, who hates him. Yeah. I'll let Jade uh, elaborate a little bit too. I, I, I do. She's uh, She has to deal with it more than I do. I think she has more liberal friends on her Facebook than I do. And of course, they get very upset with her when she posts, you know, pro-Trump anything, which is hilarious because she never attacks them for their anti-Trump stuff one time she does and she didn't even attack she more of just laid out facts and she got attacked so that's what you'll be hearing up hearing uh coming up here shortly um and again I will like I said I will be doing a little more research there were a few things that I've been finding a little weird a lot of people have been screaming about certain individuals that were in China that were getting paid more money than they think they should that you know these research programs that were right next to what they considered ground zero for these well-paid Americans were things like that uh, so there's conspiracy theories that are related to this virus and maybe that's something I will cover in the following podcast but uh, for the time being we're gonna call it uh, so stay tuned I got Jade coming on here shortly this is politics with Tony all right welcome back we're back with politics with Tony I'm obviously Tony uh, now I want to kind of, I, I kind of want to s- stop with the coronavirus stuff and, you know, everything else we've been talking about. Get a little small segment going. Uh, I have Jade here again. Uh, my better half is down here. She has some stuff that she experienced today. So we're going to talk about that, Jade. Hi. Hello. She, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, uh, she, well, I can't say that. She's a very smart individual and we know, and, and that's very clear from the, the, the few times we've had her on here. Um, but she's really good at defending herself when needed. And that's something I'm really proud of with her, how she is able to handle herself in certain situations. One of the situations, and this is something we've actually spoken about, or I've spoken about on uh, previous podcasts, was how how debates usually go for Trump supporters like me and her. Uh, yes, Jade is a Trump supporter. Uh, she didn't fully agree with, is that correct? You didn't fully agree with Trump when he first, or, or, or when he first, you know, was on the campaign trail, correct? Yeah. Right. So, just a quick question. What 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 sort of changed your mind to, to begin supporting him? Uh, I think a lot of it just started out with the fact that the things he was saying he was going to do were actually happening. And yeah. that yeah. that wasn't something I had previously seen with, like, Obama or Bush. Um, I just... That was the year, and, I, and I, I will admit that you had a part in that, because growing up, I didn't, my parents weren't political, we didn't care, right, you know, right, so right. I, I actually got introduced to um, looking into it and actually understanding what it was, you know, right. so for, for a while, I was kind of, I, I'll admit, like, I, in a way, I was kind of a sheeple, where I was like, oh, ugh. yeah, we don't, you know, he's not a politician, we don't need some <laughs> TV show host on here, blah, 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 but, um, but once I actually started paying attention to him as a president versus him as the man from The Apprentice, it, it changed for me. And I mean, I am still just like with many people in agreement that yes, some things that come out of his mouth and from his fingertips on Twitter blow my mind. But I, <laughs> I think in a whole, before this whole crisis happened, he has done amazing things for our economy. And I don't care how much he brags about it because he has every right to. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think we're both in agreement that if we were able to hack his Twitter uh, yeah, I totally would and tell him to shut up. <laughs> yeah. But 
so you. But it makes them more real. At the this same is time. this is true. You know, uh, uh, grammar mistakes, the way he talks, it comes out through his tweets, stuff like that. People yeah. used to get so upset with uh, you know ex presidents being like, um, you know, oh they're they're too fake. They don't know what it's really like, or they, you know, all they do is is say what they're told to say. So now we finally have a president that's willing to say what he wants to say. And it's wrong. And he's wrong. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest issue. And I think that's something like with what I witnessed today where it doesn't matter what Trump does. If you don't like Trump, you're going to find something wrong in anything he does, even if it's the best he could do. Oh, good, good. Because that's the direction we're going. So earlier, uh, earlier today, um, well, you know, Jade and I, we like to advocate for Trump. I mean, I, I probably am a lot more active, I think, than, than Jade is. But I... And you know this. I, I spend a lot of time looking into information on politics, politicians, anything like that. Anything going on that I can figure out and sort of decipher for, you know, not only my podcast, but for my own knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So what I, what, I, what I do is I get on and I debate with people. I absolutely debate with people. I've got no problem with it. The problem is I don't get that quite often anymore because most people don't. Most people on my Facebook, they don't want to debate with me anymore. They don't <laughs> like it. They stay away from me. And it's not because I'm mean. I'm, I don't call names. However. He shuts people. Yeah, a little bit. But Jade, on the other hand, she has a lot of friends that are Trump haters. And it pops up quite a bit on her on her uh, her posts. And if I post something about Trump, I've got maybe two minutes before the first comment comes flying in. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that happened today. Now, she posted, it's one of those posts, and I think we talked about this last podcast, where it said, if, you're, if you said Trump wasn't your president, don't cash the check. Now... I didn't say, don't <clears throat> cash Trump's... Check. Check. Right, or right. his money. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is the way that people were trying to, well, it's not Trump's money. Hey, well, well, of course okay, not. Okay, I get not. that. That's not my point. <laughs> right, right. But what, what what I also noticed about the post, and most of the posts like that, it doesn't seem like it's that serious. I think it's more of poking fun at the idea that people claim that he wasn't their president. Right. It was more yeah. mockery and, yeah, just stir the pot. <laughs> A little bit, and it worked. It absolutely worked. So on the post that she did, there was, there was arguments. And, of course, somebody saw it and decided to post their own saying how... Uh, since it's not his money, people sound stupid for saying that. Whatever. So she got on and explained herself. Then another person showed up. Now this person began attempting to debate. And all I actually said was, and, and the girl had shared a post, you know, saying something like, you know, it's not his money. And I said, I never said it was his money, but it is a bill he signed and he's the one that's executing it out. And that's, that's where my comment on her post began because she had actually commented on my post then she deleted it, which I never got to read it. So I was curious, and I went to her page, and she had posted um, something against my original right, post right, on right. her own page. And and it, things got well. At first, it started as a slight debate. So there was another Trump hater that got on there and was not nasty specifically, but nasty towards Trump as usual. That's what they do. But it was a lot of you know that's that's incorrect. Uh, and I and I and now I will admit that there's times, as far as numbers are concerned, I will tell Jade. Well, now this is the numbers. These are the exact numbers because I, again, I talked about this. I look into these things. So one of the things that was brought up as an example was uh, the girl that initially posted the post said that, you know, no other president has ever uh, has ever let this things like this get this bad. So I looked at Jade and I was like, hold on, Obama waited until there was 13 deaths in six months before he declared a public health emergency on swine flu. There were millions of cases by then. And, and thousands dead. Well, uh, 1,300-ish dead. And 
with Trump, he reacted so quickly that not one U.S. citizen had died. And that was, I mean, that was fast. He, he, he had a public health emergency up January 30th and February 29th, the first death was in Washington. So he had his numbers wrong because he was sitting there, she had her numbers wrong. But then someone else said, well, how the hell that happened? About thou- They said a thousand died as soon as he said something. But that was like worldwide, not... Exactly. Worldwide. It was worldwide. So then it just molded from there. Now, Jade, if you want to take over. I can. I, I'm a little bummed, actually. I was looking at the screenshots I took, and she had deleted him off there. So I have only part of the conversation, and then I have his comments at the very end. But Or did he block you? But, you can't see him. <laughs> she did. She took him off her oh, friend, okay, okay. friends list. But anyways, it, it just kind of went back and forth as far as him... Just trying to argue why Trump... I, I don't know. He wasn't even arguing why Trump was bad. He was just being emotional about it more he than was, He was angry. He was um, angry. Let's see. Um, but then he started comparing... He, he basically compared me to talking During, to shit. Yes, he said right that, that talking to me was basically like talking to shit on a shoe. That no matter how much he cleaned it, that shit was still going to stink, basically. And I wasn't going to ever clean anything off or some shit. Right, right. Um... She went. And she went on and said, you know, like of he called me a personal. dummy and a retard and all these. And an I idiot, never, I never called things. Yep. Um, he tried to say that I was debating like a grade schooler because, I mean, he, he couldn't. I don't know. He just thought I don't know. That well, was his response. Was I was acting like a grade schooler. And that was the best part was because he said that you debate like a grade schooler, and this was after basically saying he was done because he doesn't want to talk to you because the dog shit thing, and, which is yeah. just hypocrisy at its and at one point I did ask him I, I said does acting like a beta get you further in life and so he went on to tell me how he makes $900 a day and he's got full custody of his kid and he's got two vehicles and he owns six his own figure house salary six or, figures yeah, yeah. in his bank account something like that yeah, yeah yeah anyways so I was like wow so you know you're gonna flop around your worth, like okay, this isn't a dick waving contest. That that's has nothing li- to do with it at all. <laughs> and that's literally a beta move, as most of us know. As far as if you're successful, if you're a successful person, you do not talk like that outwardly about your success. I'm sorry, it's not like it's a rule. It's just something that actual successful people do. They don't talk about their successes like, look how much money I have. And I even said, I said, you know, you're ba- you're proving your beta point, which I find really funny because most Trump haters can't stand the fact that Trump flaunts his worth. And then this guy is on this post literally trying to flaunt Doing his exactly worth. that, right. <laughs> Doing exactly what he can't stand Trump for. Um, yeah. There are numerous, numerous ones. I would, uh, I, 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 I listened to a lot of what was being said. And again, it's, this is more Trump hating. He got really nasty about Jade's, our kids. Uh, he got really nasty he about said, you as far as your looks and your brain. I am already farther in life than your worthless ass will be on your own deathbed. I, and I did say, I said, just do us all a favor and please teach your daughter a different mindset than this. And he said, you should have done your kids a favor and walked away from them. They would have been more, they would have more sense between them raising themselves instead of having a know-nothing moron leading by example. Now here's, and then, yes, so, so there we go. We have someone attacking personally over And something. they called me Cuntzilla. Cuntzilla. Well, so uh, apparently you're a huge dinosaur that looks like a vagina, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but the other one that I remember, and this one got me. Is that you had said something about this is how the left usually gets when this? You know, oh yeah, when, yeah, yeah. You said the left. You didn't say Democrat. You didn't say liberal. You didn't say Democrat. You I said didn't. left. That could be left leaning. That could be anybody left. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a Democrat or or a liberal or anything. Just left means you just lean to the left as far as your political bias. Same thing with anybody that leans right. A rightist could be 
yeah, there's all kinds of levels of them too. So there's where I'm seeing an issue. He called you a dummy because he thinks you called him a Democrat when he doesn't understand that the left doesn't mean you're a Democrat. Like, yeah. I, I, it, it just kills me. So I guess the point of this segment of the, the podcast is that, again, with the debating, it is not hard. If you do not have, and this is just, now this is just how I see things. This mm-hmm. is my opinion. So as a reminder, it's an opinion. But if you don't have all the facts about something that you would like to debate, probably is not the best idea to debate because this guy, this individual that did this, he very clearly did not have his facts straight and or couldn't comprehend what was being said. So he got nasty and claimed she was the stupid one. And I don't see why people can't maybe talk about something on the subject that they do understand. And if there's something they don't just be like, you know, I don't really know all about that. So instead of being a knowledgeable and just name calling because I need to keep this debate going and seem like I'm doing something. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I just don't understand why people can't just be like, no, I don't well, really know about it. Cause I've done that. How many times have you and I, you've asked well, yeah. a question. I'm like, I honestly have no idea. You have about no that. idea. Right. So the other thing too, was that, 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 oh, I almost said a name. I don't want to say name. So I apologize. The, 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 the woman that posted the original post, she, uh, Jade was kind of debating with her, and then at one point she just because I, I Jade asked her a few questions, and then one I of the asked her what because she said that everything that Trump has done is wrong, and I asked her what exactly has Trump done wrong, and all that she could say was I said all I said what I wanted to say, and then yeah, she said what I said, or yeah, something like that, right? right. But but instead of answering the question, she fled and shut off her notifications so that <laughs> and and there's that, which is so fine. fine. If she didn't want to debate, it was very clear. So even that answer, however not awesome in my mind at the same time it was more of showing that yeah i don't really know i'm sorry it was like okay Godzilla, i'm done talking to you (laughs) right right and then on top of that that woman came into the comment section with jade and this individual uh later and even said like dude that's not cool don't do that you know she got mad at him and actually took him off her friends list even though they were agreeing at the very beginning when she got back on was like dude you're name calling like that's that's not what i do that's not yeah and 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 what made it better too is she even said she's like we don't have to agree on things but she said jade you were a good mother and, and i'm sorry i i might be biased but most people around here also think the same jade is an amazing mother so having this guy say these things with no knowledge whatsoever about who she is calling her a bad mother was just hilarious to me the thing about what i said is i never judged his parenting i didn't i said just teach her a different mindset than this i didn't assume that he was or wasn't i just said yeah exactly if you're if you're teaching your daughter a certain mindset please Mm -hmm. in my opinion don't teach this one and so he got personal where i was just kind of so that's the whole point of what we're talking about is if you want to debate with people which i i actually highly recommend especially if you can find people that are willing to debate that won't do what this guy did. There's a difference between debating and belittling. And, and bickering and just being angry and just arguing. Yeah. There's a complete difference. And Put your emotions aside. If use you, your facts. You do not have to like what is being said to you. I, that's fine with me. Even if it's factual, you don't have to like it. But that doesn't mean you get to just discredit the person because you don't like it. And I think that's the other thing to differentiate. Sometimes people like Tony sometimes can come off maybe a little more angry because he's passionate. But he's not name calling, and for me, I can, I can decipher between the person, a person like my friend Big Mike. He loves to debate with me, 
And sometimes we do go head for head, but he is a very passionate debater. And and one of the last times, I think he did get a little more personal. He, he needs to stay on topic, but though. He That's used, his problem. Yeah. But when, <laughs> when he doesn't get personal things, he's fun to debate with, because usually at the end of it, we're like, all right, that was nothing cool, even though we didn't agree at the end. Like, you don't have to. Friends. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. And, and I respect that with him, you know, but I, I can understand the difference between when he is trying to portray passion versus mm-hmm. trying to portray emotion. And there's a very big difference with that. You know, you debate with passion. The guy I debated with today debated with emotion. And that was a very clear difference. And my, and I, not to toot my horn or anything, but my passion comes from the fact that I know what I'm talking about. If I don't know what I'm talking about, then there is no passion because I'm like, uh, I'm not 100% sure. So in a way, I guess my passion could be called confidence. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's actually good. Uh, what I what I usually suggest to people is that if you don't know something, that is completely okay. Yeah. Being called uneducated is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's only a bad thing if you're taking it bad. So if somebody's calling me uneducated over something, either I prove them wrong by showing that I have an education or going and getting the education by f- finding the information myself. So if I'm trying to send a message out at all during this little segment, it's just get your facts together if you want to debate, but do it maturely i mean if you're gonna sit there and tell people you debate like a fifth grader i mean you're wow. showing that you're debating like a fifth grader i don't I, I don't know it's it's just silly to me so i wanted to bring that to attention uh uh to to, to my friends again and i hate that this is like the second time in i don't know what five different like there's been like five podcasts in between but there was a podcast i did talk about this and I hate that I got to do it again, but we do see the hate. Me and you see the hate quite a bit. It's thrown our way a lot. Um, and it's thrown, our, it's thrown our way because a lot of people don't actually understand. And it was proven today. So um, I'm, I'm actually also commending Jade very much for the way she you know, handled the debating. Uh, there was a point where, you know, of course, I, she'd read things to me and I would tell her, oh, man. And I'd say something. And, and she'd probably take some of the facts that she heard from me before and what I just said and kind of add it in there with her own words. So it's not like she was going word for word on me, but a lot of what she said was her Right, because I'm like already on my own tangent and then you say something. I'm like, oh, that is a really good point. And, and I'm like, but oh, no, yeah, no, you, But see, that. that's, a, that's the thing. You used a lot of your own words. And I and usually tell you, like, oh, I'm going to use that because that's No, 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 it's fine. Totally and, right. <laughs> and that's what I commend you for is the fact that you're able to handle bullshit like that on Facebook not let people get to you, and then laugh about it during what you and did. I think that's the other thing, though, that I like when you do that is because some of those same thoughts are in my head. I just don't know how to get it out. You know, I don't know how to articulate it. And so when you actually say it, then it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the best way to put that. That's, you know, that's understandable. Not all the time. There's mo- There are definitely times you've mentioned something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about or I didn't know that. She, she knows what she's talking about. She's trying to give me credit when I'm trying to give her credit. You see how this relationship goes? Nobody <laughs> wants to take credit. No, but no, she she did great. And it. I think that even though it did, it went from a debate to, you know, some dude <laughs> crying about whatever the hell he was crying about, uh, uh, she handled all of it wonderfully. And, 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 and uh, the Trump-hating person that posted the post even got on there and didn't like the other person for what he did. So... Officially, uh, yeah. If you want some debating tips, Jade's pretty good at this. Well, anyway, I'm gonna jump off here. We're gonna we're gonna go enjoy our our evening. It's a little later, so thank you again, Jade, for coming on, everybody. We love having Jade. Um, a female voice is probably a little bit easier to listen to than my awkward cartoonish voice. <laughs> but uh, I, I, again, if you guys want to tell me, you know, what you thought. Uh, let me let me know if you loved it. Say something. If you hated it, say something. If you you hear something, I need to change. Say something. Let me know. Um, 
Uh, we're bringing Jade back again often. I like bringing her here. Uh, anyway, so you guys have a good one. And this is Politics with Tony. <laughs>